Hey, goal getters, and welcome to The Daily Distance, a new daily series from the creators of We Got Goals. I'm Kristen Guile, editor-in-chief of asweatlife.com. In these short episodes, we're bringing you one daily goal you can set for yourself during this chaotic time. One actionable thing you can do to move your body, connect with a friend, prioritize your mental health, get some work done, and practice a little bit of self-care. Today's podcast is in partnership with the Kimpton Gray Hotel Chicago. Book your perfect summer vacation at the Kimpton Gray Hotel Chicago, located only four blocks from Millennium Park, Maggie Daly Park, the Art Institute, and the Chicago Yacht Club. Our summer getaway package includes a gourmet picnic lunch from Roanoke Restaurant that features options such as a deluxe charcuterie board, smoked salmon, and Mediterranean vegetarian options for you to enjoy while indulging in the city of Chicago's outdoor attractions this summer. With me today on the other line is Leslie Axvig. She is the co-founder and co-CEO of Active Style, which is a really gorgeous uh, activewear brand made for all of these amazing outdoor adventures that I know we are all craving right now. Leslie, how are you today? Hey, Kristen, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. Can you share a little bit about how you and your husband, who's your co-founder, got the inspiration for Active Style and how you guys um, feel inspired by the outdoors? I want to hear all about your story. Absolutely. So it started way back in 2016 which seems so long ago. I know it's only been four years. It was 84 years in COVID years. <laughs> it really was. It's been a, the last uh, 12 to 14 weeks have felt like 12 to 14 years, I think, for most of us. And at the time, my husband and I were both attorneys, litigators. And I found a program at the University of Oslo in Oslo, Norway, for a master's in information and communication technology law applied and lo and behold we were both accepted and we moved ourselves our entering first grader and our entering fifth grader to Oslo Norway where we spent the entire time that we weren't studying and we did of course do that exploring and Oslo and really all of Norway is designed with the idea that you want to be outside. Uh, stores close on the weekends on Sunday. They close early on the weekdays, at least by American standards. And everybody at some point wants to go outside, whether it's for a short hike, a walk to the park, or a more serious camping trip. That's kind of what everybody does. And when we were there, you feel like, okay, well, let's join the life and the culture. And I had a group of moms that I met through both the university as well as the uh, children's schools. And we would go through, go on these huge hikes. And what I always found so impressive is we would be passed by people 30, 40, 50 years older than we were practically running up st uphill in the mountains. And we realized this is what a lifetime of consistent outdoor exercise gives you. It gives you health. It gives you this ability to um, 
maintain your weight, maintain a healthy attitude. And the hours of businesses were such that you realized, you know, if it's eight o'clock at night, you can't go grab something last minute. So it gave me that ability to plan things. And one of the things, and probably the thing that we noticed the most, was what people were wearing. Um, that sounds a little bit, uh, I don't know, perhaps a little bit shallow. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it, Norway's climate is cool, surprisingly damp, and I'm based in Denver, Colorado now. So it was a little bit different than what we're used to as far as the dampness goes. But the cold and combined with exercise, you really realized that there's no such thing in Norway as bad weather. In their perspective, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. And for them, that meant you have to have your clothing layered. You need to have a base layer. You need to have a mid layer. Your outer layer needs to be prepared for rain, snow, sleet. Because they go outside no matter what the weather is. Oh, my gosh. And, and it's crazy. The kids' uh, classroom, uh, one day I went to pick up my six-year-old after school. And I'm like, well, where's your coat? She's like, oh, it's in the dryer. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, right outside of the classroom was what looked like a huge uh, stand-up refrigerator. But you open the door, and inside you found mittens on little pegs and it was a dryer for clothes and it was adorable. And I'm like, Oh, and And also so smart, very smart. And what it also led to, and was just a sharp contrast with what we see here in the U S is these kids are outside, no matter what the weather, you know, unless there's lightning directly overhead, they're outside and they are outside for a long period of time. Wow. Yeah. So all of that meant, you know, every kid in the class had to have rain pants, rain boots. Uh, The teachers, the poor teachers were always sending out emails. Don't forget, we will be outside. Uh, (laughs) Once a week, they would all go on a big hike to their outdoor classroom. Um, so this is a bunch of six-year-olds walking a rather far distance and exploring the outdoors, whether it was a playground, a park. They would hike up to Sonsvan, which is this beautiful lake uh, just a little bit north of Oslo city center, and just spend time outdoors. Um, we didn't have a car while we were there, and that was a deliberate decision which meant a combination of walking, public transportation, and again, just really exploring everything around you. And we used Oslo as a home base, um, went around all of Europe, and again, just saw this sort of European approach of walking everywhere. And I suppose, you know, it is a lot smaller than the United States, Mm -hmm. you know, my in-laws think nothing of traveling 13, 14 hours by car. You know, you travel 13 or 14 hours by car in Europe and you're, you've probably gone through two, three, perhaps even four different. At least. Yeah. (laughs) So um, we noticed that a lot of clothing was made out of wool. It was very, um, this beautiful, smooth wool, 
not at all what we're used to seeing in the United States. Though there is a rise, I think, um, co combinations of cotton and wool, very technical gear, but that was accessible to everyday people because everyday people needed wool-based layers that weren't uncomfortable, need mid-layers made out of uh, fibers that are pleasant to the touch. And then, of course, Europe as a whole has really embraced fabrics that are good for the environment, minimally processed if they are made from polyester or other plastics, a lot of recycled fibers, and a real commitment to quality. And that was something we felt a lot of American manufacturers or American clothing companies were trying to do. But this aesthetic that we were seeing, this sort of minimalist, but really classic and classy looking outfits and shirts and pants and socks, everything from inside to out, we just didn't see that here. And as a result, we thought, you know, maybe we should start bringing some of this to the U.S., Maybe we should start exploring that and sort of a outshoot, a natural outshoot, maybe you will, of our new degrees, sort of e-commerce implemented. <laughs> and we started exploring it when we returned in August of 2017. And by October of 2018, we had opened a online store, Active Style. And it's spelled A-K-T-I-V-S-T-Y-L-E.com. And Active, of course, is the same in Norwegian, English, Danish, and Swedish, um, and sort of embraces our philosophy of exert, explore, exhale, sort of get out there and see what's around you, uh, work hard, uh, explore the outdoors, and then exhale, sort of relax, enjoy being at home, enjoy the people you're with, and embrace sort of this ideal of coziness and quietness that a lot of Scandinavians really embrace. And I think they embrace it because of the difficulty of the dark winters, and they mm -hmm. are dark. <laughs> yes. I mean, I know Chicago doesn't have the market on cold winters, but I do feel like I'm in a place to empathize when I've encountered two polar vortexes in my lifetime. Um, the the being outdoors like seems so much sweeter once you feel like you actually can without you know risking uh, frostbite in in ten minutes. <laughs> and that's when I tell you what that's when those wool base layers combined with the really wonderful fabrics that. Are, can breathe, but also protect you from the wind. Uh, mm -hmm. I will say Oslo has nothing on Chicago when it comes to the wind and cold. <laughs> but we have a little more light, so even yes. out. Yeah, it was it it was funny. You know, November was hard for me in Oslo. However, they do use candles everywhere oh. outside. It's it's the most beautiful feeling when you walk down a street. And you see the warm lights inside the stores, because, of course, it's dark by 3.30. And you have candles 
on so open flames outdoors as you walk by various stores people put them at the end of their walkways or their driveways and then candles are always lit inside of people's homes and it really does make for a fantastic ambiance and something we kind of embraced wholeheartedly when we came back. Well, everything that you just described to me from outdoor classes to mitten pegs to um, just all of the outdoor adventures you guys are able to have and candles. I have a soft spot in my heart for candles. It just sounds like such a fairy tale. And I'm afraid that I'm going to get way too wrapped up and forget the whole purpose of this podcast. So I'm going to pivot us right now. Um, Leslie, what uh, tip or what recommendation do you have for our listeners that's been helping you and your family get through this pandemic time? So there's two things that we have been doing consistently throughout this whole pandemic. And I do realize we're quite lucky. We live in the city of Denver, but Denver does have a lot of parks and outdoor space. And as a family, we've been going on walks uh, at least a half hour every day outside we go, whether it's just to sort of touch base with how everyone's feeling, because I think my children at nine and 14 are somewhat self-sufficient. But as parents, we sometimes forget that they are still children and they don't always want to go on for walks, go out for walks and dragging them away from phone calls with friends is sometimes greeted with some protest. But this consistency, I think, is important. For me, that consistency has also taken a form of accountability and a college friend and I we connect six days a week, an hour a day on the Peloton. Oh, I love that. It has been absolute fire. It no, There's not going to be a quarantine 15 here. And it's, <laughs> primarily, <laughs> and it's primarily because there are, we all experience those days where you just don't want to do it. Right. But your health requires doing it. And once nobody regrets exercising once you've done it right no one ever says oh I really wish I hadn't gone for that run or geez lifting weights today that was the worst decision I could have ever made um it really has been amazing and it's something I hope that we take out of this this whole situation whenever that might be I have Mm -hmm. no idea when that's gonna be Who knows how time is even going to work from here on out. It's true. It's true. And and we've already discussed the space-time continuum (laughs) have been affected by COVID. Um, And, you know, it's it's crazy, but it's what we have. And just trying to make choices that are smart, um, that really has helped my mental state. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, those two actions have a few things in common, right? You're not doing them alone. You're doing them with other people. You're moving your body and you're building this consistency. Um, You said it's something you do every day, six days a week. Um, And all those things added up together, I think make this a really like healthy, sustainable practice that, yeah, there is no reason that you can't keep these up um, whenever we get into the after of all of this. And I think that a lot of us sometimes beat ourselves up when we don't do something. So if you miss a day, you know what? 
that's yesterday. It's what can you do to make everything better today? What can you do to make everything better tomorrow? And it's not easy. Um, and it's funny, one of the things I learned last year was the idea of a plateau. And I, you know, I've battled weight as an adult. And one of the things that I've always thought and always disheartened me is, oh, I just did everything right for two weeks and I didn't lose a pound. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? What I did do was everything right for two weeks. And yeah. it turns out <laughs> that I didn't plateau. A plateau, the actual medical definition, is over six weeks without getting better, without losing weight, if that's what you're after. You know, right now what we're I'm after is just consistency, accountability, and it's amazing how good you feel. Yeah. Um before I let you go, can you share like your favorite Peloton instructor or a favorite ride that you've done recently or anything that you've enjoyed? Because I know we have a lot of big Peloton fans in our listener base. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That is the question that all Peloton people ask. And I think yep. and I think there's like this secret society that has sort of evolved from it. And when I first started out a year ago on Peloton, I really liked Christine Dercole. And then recently, I have been taking so many um, Emma and Dennis rides, and then Tunde and Allie. It really depends on what I'm in the mood for. I mean, right. they're all so inspiring and so much fun. Today, I just actually, right before I talked to you, I did a 60-minute Ben Aldis ride that I was like, okay, 60 minutes, this will be fun. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a long time. <laughs> and a it's a big ride. And it's my sixth day too. So I was like, this is, this is going to be a challenge. But I had my friend in LA on the, on the other end and on the <laughs> screen, and we're giving each other high fives. And I um, joined the ride 30 seconds late so there she was, my rabbit. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to be. And then I looked and then I looked back. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just set a PR by 25 points. What is going on? And I didn't even think that's what was going to happen. But, you know, it, it, we can do amazing things if we just put in the time. Yeah. Well, congratulations. You've had a big morning already over there. Um, what a great way to start your week. It is. I hope your work, your week is going well. Yeah, I actually did a Peloton treadmill run this morning, so we're we're on the same wavelength. Um, oh, you have a tread. Oh, well, I, I have access to a gym that has a tread, so uh, that is very lucky on my part. But enough about me, uh, Leslie. Where remind me, we can find you guys at activestyle.com. Yes, it's active with a K and no E, so a k t i v style.com. And we have a whole selection of activewear uh, from Scandinavia. Awesome. Well, congratulations, Leslie. And again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Kristen, I really appreciate you having me. And thanks a lot. And for all of our listeners, we will be back on the internet tomorrow for more tips from our community. And until then, stay safe, stay well, and cheers to going the distance together. 